sure is something. Yeah, well, he's into me, so back off. You girls wish Steve's popping. Ladies, ladies, please. There's plenty of surf and Steve to go around. And now for my next mondo trick. I call it Jump of the Shark. Huh. Hey, Steve. Want to play some volleyball with us? <laughs> Does Surf and Steve know how to rock the waves? Of course. Be right over. Steve's on my team. He likes me the best. <laughs> sure, Valerie. After all, you are a babezilla. In your dreams, Valerie. He's on my team. Hey, you got it, Persephone. Hey, in Latin, you will be called Baby O Majora. Shut up, girls. He's mine. Ladies, ladies, like I said. Huh? Rob, get in the Jeep. It's time for another episode of Genesis Gems. Yeah, Rob, we need you back. I can't keep carrying Nick every week, man. Oh, uh, hey guys, um... Uh, I don't know who you nerds are, but his name is Steve. Surfing Steve, and he's the coolest, hunkiest man alive. Ha, <laughs> ladies, uh, please. Oh yeah? Well, this Steve you're talking about is a co-host of a Sega Genesis podcast who actually thought Chester Cheetah was a good game. Huh? Video uh, games? Guys, uh, they're, they're kidding. Oh, it's true. And he once got up at 3 in the morning to write a rap song dedicated to NBA Jam. Wow. That's... That's sad. Yeah, but... Oh, oh, and he once thought there was a giant snake under his bed when he first played Resident Evil. Ew. He's... He's kind of a... What a dork. Let's get out of here. But ladies, don't you want to see me jump some more waves? Or I could uh, flex my arms while looking at my watch again. Or I could... Uh... Uh, ladies? Babes? They're gone, man. Just let them go. <sighs> I guess you're right, man. So, you ready to come back and talk some second games again, man? Yeah, I guess so. I kind of missed it anyway. Did you have to bring up the snake thing? Of course. You may be a hoser, but you're our hoser. Yeah, now let's take off! Good day, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Genesis Gems, episode 28. This is going to be a rad episode. I hope it's not too much of a bummer. Excuse my puns there, this game. But anyways, I am Nick Stevens, one of the co-hosts, and with me this week is Aaron Hickman. What's up, Aaron? Hey, not too much. How's it going, Nick? Pretty good. Oh, and blast from the past. It's like the second time we've brought him back. I, the poor guy just keeps crawling back to us. I, I can't quite figure it out. <laughs> he just can't quit us. Uh, he can't quit us. You know? I so, know. Who is this? This is Rob Luther. What's up, dude? Uh, it's Surfing Steve. Excuse me. I'm still not giving up that uh, that title right there. <laughs> no, it, it, it is so good to be back. I, I missed you guys. I've been listening all along. I really have. Uh, I think uh, Aaron has been... He Okay, he hasn't been my replacement. He has far surpassed anything I could ever do. <laughs> so, no, no. Hey, I, I never did the NBA Jam rap, so I can't... Can't top that. Yeah, that's right. So. You're not as cool as me because you didn't wake up at 3 in the morning to write a rap song to a Sega Genesis game. <laughs> Kicking it with Pippin gets me every time. 
<laughs> I got it. Uh, no, no. On, honestly, I, I really I missed the show. Uh, it's so good to be back. A lot of cool life things happened um, uh, in, in the meantime. Uh, I guess I can share this on the show. Why not? Uh, I just found out that uh, my wife is having a baby, and uh, it's going to be mine. So that's good. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, I just uh, it's just so tickled to just kind of be back and everything, and uh, you know, just been listening all along, and I think you guys have been doing a great job. Yeah, and, and just so everyone knows, we we definitely are keeping Aaron around. He's definitely going to be the yeah. third. I mean, I thought I was going to get booted off, you know, right yeah. away. <laughs> be like Van Halen, you know. All right, <laughs> you're gone, Sammy Hagar. Let's bring back David Lee Roth. Hey, no tomorrow. <laughs> oh, that's yeah. what it was. <laughs> right now but uh yeah so we're, we're excited to have a, a three-man team here um we're definitely going to try to we, we've been talking a little bit and i know we say this every episode but we're going to really try to be uh kind of consistent we're, we're kind of shooting for twice a month now i think it's gonna be a little bit more re- realistic for us so uh kind of look for it you know the 15th and 30th of the month is kind, kind of our tentative schedule like i said we're not going to promise those dates because we'll probably miss it more than likely we'll miss it you know overall we've averaged at least one to two episodes a month i mean i, yeah. I know like you know, the last, I'd say, five or six months, it's been, you know, roughly around one to possibly two a month. But. Yeah, and that last episode, Aaron and I, I think we rescheduled like six times. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> At least. <laughs> it was like, oh, gosh. But, uh, but it was a good episode. Well, thank you. I'm glad you were still listening. You weren't just kind of doing your own thing, forgetting about the gyms. I was like, you know? oh, I was listening. You know, even when I was on the beach, I was like, that's my guys. <laughs> <laughs> my, they're my bros. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, uh, if you guys would like to connect with us, you listeners, you can check us out on Facebook at facebook.com slash Genesis Gems Podcast. Go join our group. This is kind of where we're, we've been putting most of our interaction at, and that's at facebook.com slash group slash Genesis Gems. Shoot us an email, Genesis Gems Podcast at gmail.com. Follow us at Twitter at Gen Gems. We are on iTunes. Please, 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 please leave us reviews. <laughs> I can't. I uh, was. This is the first time we we've uh, had a new show, and I haven't been able to brag about a new iTunes review. So I was a little sad. Um, so please go make make me happy. Someone go out there, make me happy, and leave an iTunes review. Uh, we are on Stitcher, and we are also part of the Retro Junkies Network. And for all the other great Retro Junkies podcasts, you can look them up at theretrojunkies.com. So, uh, yeah, um, I wanted to give a big shout-out again to Alex Burr. He uh, left a pretty neat little segment last episode. Uh, we put it on after the, the outro music, and uh, we are going to give him the opportunity to do this again. He hasn't sent me anything yet, but uh, as of today, he said he would send it tomorrow. So uh, everyone listen in at the end, and if you don't hear it, then, Alex, you have let us all down, buddy. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> you have failed. No. So, no pressure. Of course, by the time he no hears, by the time he hears this, he's probably already submitted it. So. Yeah, then we just sound like the idiots. <laughs> yeah, and uh, one other little piece, um, just of some some cool news, real quick. Uh, a couple guys we know, uh, George and Eric, just started a Sega Master System podcast. I believe it's Sega Master System Masterpieces. Is that what it is? Yep. Okay. Yeah, that's what it's called. I have a hard time saying that. You know, say that three times fast. But uh, yeah, go check them out. Um, they have. They just finished. I believe it was episode one was their official episode. They had episode zero and one, and uh, it's, it's pretty good. Go check that out. Uh, you know, much love to Sega. We're gonna keep uh, you know all Sega around here. No, mm-hmm. no, no NES, no two dude stuff. So, oh, two hosers <laughs> and NES. That's what I call them. Uh-huh. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so that that's uh, kind of the listener business section. Uh, I know George uh, has listened to this podcast. I'm not sure about Eric, but uh, they really seem like they're hitting it off pretty well. I've I've I enjoyed what I've heard so far. So uh, keep up the good work, guys. Mm-hmm. But um. Yeah, so with that, let's go right into Sega Snippets. Tap one, two. 
Sega. Now it's time for Sega Snippets. I want to give a big shout out to Nick DeMarco. He wrote an article on Gunstar Heroes. Uh, you can go to our Facebook groups and check that article out. I will post that to the uh, show notes as well, so go check that out. Um, one thing I did find, guys, this is real interesting. Uh, have you guys heard of the uh, new Sonic game called Sonic Boom? Yeah. No. Unfortunately. Yeah, so, <laughs> so I, I was kind of shocked. This was actually the lowest-selling Sonic game of all time, which is just an awful trend. I, I hated hearing that, but uh, oh. S- Sega did confirm, I read an article today, that they will be continuing to push that franchise uh, even though it's that bad. I guess there was a cartoon made, and they're looking at releasing some more stuff for the 3DS. So uh, I, I don't know. I, I saw the reviews. wasn't a big fan of what I saw. But, um, you know, at least they're trying to continue. But, um, yeah, anyways, <laughs> there's your news for Sonic. And uh, uh, as far as any games I've been playing, Sega, like I said, I'll make this real quick. Um, I posted this on the Facebook group uh, yesterday. I uh, fired up Thor on the DS. Now, this is the... Regular DS, not the 3DS. So on this version of Thor, uh, WayForward actually pub- or, uh, developed this game. Sega published it. And, uh, man, it's a fantastic game. Have you guys played that yet? It's like a 2D kind of hack and slash with Thor. No, I haven't, I haven't played that one. But okay. uh, WayForward's awesome. So yeah. I definitely yeah. want to try it out. Yeah, and so uh, WayForward also did Contra 4 on the DS. And it kind of uses the same idea. Um, both the top and bottom screen, you can jump up to the top screen, go down to the bottom screen. Um, the lo- both screens are, are in your, uh, you know, it's kind of part of your your uh, environment. So it's a pretty cool game. A lot of button smashing, hack and slash type stuff. But yeah, go check that out. Don't don't play the one on 3DS. I'm not sure who developed that one. Sega did publish it, but it's awful. Uh, you want to <laughs> get the one on. You want to get the one on DS. But uh, yeah, that's man. I kind of blew through that uh, section. But <laughs> that's that's the uh, Sega stuff I've been doing. Uh, you guys been into anything Sega recently? Uh, I definitely have. Man, yeah, yeah. it's been a great <laughs> week for me, Sega-wise. Uh, without going into too much detail, um, I mean, it was kind of a bummer at first why I ended up going over to uh, the Northeast. I ended up going all the way over to Connecticut. Um, cause my, my aunt passed away, but it was actually a great opportunity to visit with a lot of family I'd, I'd never met because I've never been over to the East Coast uh, but that's where my parents were born. They actually live in New York now. And so uh, my siblings, two of my siblings and I, drove the 30 hours from South Texas all the way to New York to visit with them. And um, what was really, really good was uh, I actually got to go over to Pennsylvania uh, on the way back. And I met up with Adam Canelli, who you might remember from... Uh, my other podcast, Retro Obscura, I'd never met him in real life, but uh, he lives right in the middle of Pennsylvania, and uh, we got to visit for a little while, and then he took me to a retro game shop called Empire Games. Uh, well, I guess they sell kind of some old stuff and some new stuff, and their prices were really good for Sega Genesis games, and so I picked up, geez, about, oh, six, <laughs> six Genesis <laughs> games or so. Like, I picked up... Uh, Super Baseball 2020, uh, which is an awesome SNK arcade baseball game that uh, EA put out. Um, I, I picked up a box copy of Desert Strike, Jungle Strike, um, Vector Man 1 and 2, which really good prices on those. Um, a, a game, I don't, another game kind of like uh, Normie, where I don't think many people have played it, which is Socket. <laughs> Have you guys even heard of Socket? I've never heard of it. No. 
Yeah, so Socket's kind of like a... You think it's a Sonic clone, but it kind of does things a little bit differently. Uh, that one's worth checking out, too. Um, and then I actually got a few more games because Adam had duplicates, and so he totally surprised me. He said, hey, you, you have Sega Genesis and some games now, right? And I said, yeah. And so he gave me a copy of uh, Adventures of Batman and Robin, which is awesome. Yeah. Great two-player Contra-style game. And then he gave me a copy of uh, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. <gasps> oh, that's classic. <laughs> that's a fun game to play two-player. Um, and then the last one, which I was really surprised that he had an extra copy of, which was uh, Fantasy Star 2. Because I know that Ooh. goes for quite a bit in the wild. And I haven't had a copy of that game since I was a kid. So I was really happy to get that game. So... Those were my pickups when I went to Pennsylvania. Uh, but then I, Nick DeMarco, I'd actually talked to him a while back, and he said he had a power-based converter for sale. Now, as you guys know, a power-based converter is a Sega Master System that you basically plug into your Sega Genesis. And so I think I talked about it last episode. I was expecting that. Well, I finally got it, and he sold a Sega Genesis to me to go with it so a model one because you you need a model one unless you uh carve out a piece of it to play on a model <laughs> two i think and what's funny is i think my the one he gave me someone had actually done that <laughs> they carved off a piece of the plastic but it, it works fine yeah and, point. And, so, and then someone kind of corrected us on our last episode yes. i had i had no clue you could do that and I mean, I, I, I guess it wasn't meant for that to happen, but I guess there's a, definitely a way around it if you want to carve out some plastic. <laughs> hey, whether there's a will, there's a way, for yeah. sure. <laughs> but, uh, man, I, I love the power base converter. Uh, I participated in, we had uh, another retro junk box that just happened to have four Master System games in it. So everything <laughs> just kind of, you know, when I got home uh, this week, I was so happy to check my mail because I just got, you know, the retro junk box and then I had the the uh the power base converter and the Sega Genesis all in one and so it was just like Christmas for me just going through stuff. <laughs> pulling out, you know, the Sega goodies. And uh yeah, man, uh the only other thing I picked up I I'll make this brief, but probably my favorite thing and coincides with what I've been playing lately. I went to my local retro game shop and I picked up an ASCIiWare uh, Fighter Stick SG6. Oh. And this thing is super sweet. If you ever want to get a Fighter Stick for the Sega Genesis, this thing is great. And, you know, it's got six buttons, um, and every one of them you can put auto-fire on. And so what I ended up playing with it the most is probably Desert Strike. And for some reason, playing that game with the stick was just so much more comfortable than with a D-pad because you've got to fly in all different directions. You know, you've got about, you know, 16 directions you can fly in. And so it's just so much easier to um, fly about, or I guess it's eight directions. But, you know, it's just, just a lot easier to use that, that stick. And it's just so comfortable to use that, I don't know. Um, I would just say if you find one, definitely go out and grab it. Because yeah. it, it works great on the Atari 2600 as well. I was using it on, on mine, so... It's yeah, th there's nothing like playing some of those classic beat 'em up games with an with an arcade stick. Mm -hmm. It just it just kind of puts the arcade at home. I really, when you told me that, I got kind of jealous. I've been pricing them. <laughs> I really, really, 
Really, really well. I think well uh, that, that hoser, uh, Michael Kelso, actually has one. Yeah, he oh, does. Like He's the worst. He does. <laughs> <laughs> so how about you, Rob? You've been up to, oh, no, all this time you've had, what has it been, <laughs> two, two or three months, you've had to done something, Sega, right? No, no, not a thing, man. I actually, uh, you know, no, no, actually, I got on a huge um, uh, dinosaur kick lately, uh, of course, with Jurassic Park coming up. Uh, big fan of the franchise and everything, and I was looking through my collection, and I did remember having the original Jurassic Park game for the Sega Genesis, so I thought, you know what, it's been years since i played this, I'll go ahead and put it in, and, you know, I forgot how hard this game is, um, but it always, like, every time I fire it up, it always reminds me of the first time I ever played it, I, I remember getting it from a friend of mine, like, he let me borrow it, and I did give it back, which, you know, I, was, I always took pride in giving back games, but... Um, you know, because I, I don't know if you guys have ever had this. You ever have a friend, like, you you go to loan them a game and you never get it back? Because that's, that's happened to me before. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, oh, it's, yeah. it's a sad time. And then you feel funny asking for it back even though it's your own game. Well, and, and the worst thing is you remember <laughs> you remember about it about five or six years later. And they're yeah. like, oh, well, yeah, I, I think I gave that away. <laughs> like, that no, is the worst. It's happened no, to me so many that. times. <laughs> <laughs> I never did that game. Oh, it's at a pawn shop somewhere. Oh, it's, so, it's, like, in the, it's always been family members. But in the back of my head, I'm like, what made you think I gave that to you? <laughs> <laughs> like I, I start getting angry and have yeah, to walk away. Why would you think I would be that nice? <laughs> I mean, I, I had a whole Nintendo and Super Nintendo. I, I let a cousin of mine borrow, and three or four years later, he was like, "Oh yeah, I gave it to my friend." I'm like, "What?" <laughs> Just yeah. Anyways, <laughs> bad bad memories. Bad memories. <laughs> it's that whole uh, that whole rule. I mean, if you haven't asked about it in you know more than six weeks, they assume you've forgotten about it. Right. Right. Well, I I honor. I I have a copy of Elder Scrolls. Uh, Oblivion. It's like the collector's edition with the strategy guide. A friend of mine let me borrow like ten years ago. I have yet to do anything with that because I know I know one day when I see this guy again, I got to give it back to him. So I'm, I'm, <laughs> let's you know just just a lesson for all you listeners. Let's let's just be honest and truthful with our uh, trades. <laughs> I'll always honor him. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so you know, like kind of getting getting that game and stuff and playing it again. Uh, man, it just it brought back so many memories. And of course, the first thing you you see when you first cut it on is the giant Tyrannosaurus Rex uh, saying Sega. You know, that that's amazing. Or <laughs> he says Rega, you know. Rega. <laughs> um, and, you know, and, and the, just the intro to the game is fantastic, too. You know, with the Jeep crashing during the thunderstorm and you have to kind of fend for yourself in the woods. You know, it's, it's a really cool touch and it kind of sets the kind of dark mood of the film, the original film. And I forgot how much I hate jumping in this game. Because <laughs> every time I think I've jumped on a platform, I'll, it'll look like I land and I slide off of it. And uh, I think this is foreshadowing. Right. For another oh, game. Oh, <laughs> yes, yes. I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> uh, but, you know, you know, I've been playing a little bit of that. You know, I forgot how hard it was, but, uh, you know, really really enjoy the game. And I've, I kind of did a little research on, um, you know, this game, too, just because I wanted to learn a little bit more about the developer. And Blue Sky apparently developed it, and uh, they were kind of a uh, big deal. As far as developing companies go, they developed Jurassic Park, of course, in uh, 93, but they were also around, uh, I know they developed uh, Ninja Golf for 7800, that was kind of nice, and then they, uh, they did, uh, Starflight. Yeah, Starflight in 90, I think 91, and then uh, Shadowrun they actually did, and that's a game you guys covered, uh, I think like a year after they did Jurassic Park, so I mean, oh, and then they've also, you know, not to mention they've done uh, the World Series baseball games, the Vector Man games, and one of my favorite Sega Genesis games, um... Uh, Ren and Stimpy's, uh, uh, <laughs> was it uh, Ren and Stimpy's, Stimpy's Invention, I think it was. 
But they they did that game, and I I absolutely loved that game as a kid. And as a matter of fact, Landon gave me a copy of that game uh, recently. So big shout out to Hoser Landon. Um, but you know, I always kind of wanted to play the the second one, the Rampage edition for the Genesis, because I never had it. And I do want to go ahead and try to pick it up this uh, this week. Uh, it's I, I looked at it on eBay. I think it was like five ten bucks uh, to pick it up uh, loose. So I'll have to pick that one up. I don't know if it's. Uh, continuation of the first game somehow or if it's just bloodier or something like that (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but uh, i definitely have to get it and i did play i remember there was a second game for the super nintendo uh called the chaos continues and i remember that being actually pretty good um so i'm kind of hoping this is the rampage edition is going to be as good as that was but other than that i've really not played a whole lot of sega games but the ones i played were good Awesome. Well, that's good. That's good. At least you're. Uh, at least you stuck with it. You weren't playing a bunch of Nintendo games, trying to join another podcast. Defecting. Yep. <laughs> All right. Nintendo well, yeah. gems. <laughs> <laughs> I know Kelsey posted a question about uh, hidden gems the other day on Two Dudes in a Nest, and I thought, hmm. <laughs> yeah, use our. You can't use our word. Right. So, Not even allowed to say it. That's right. <laughs> All right, guys. Hey, so that's Sega Snippets, and with that, we'll move right into this. Hey, uh, Rob, game on. Game on! Hey, Aaron, game on. Game on! Game on! Yeah, game on! Sega! Alright, so Normie's Beach Babe rama Is it Rama or Rama? I always wanted to say. I always say Rama. Rama. Yeah, what? Beach Babe Rama. I always yeah. feel like uh, someone who can't pronounce words for Rama. Babe Rama. Babe Rama. Barack Obama. Barack Obama. That's what, that's what I was thinking of. So, so it's funny, when, when Rob first mentioned this game, I thought, oh, this is supposed to be a family friendly episode. We can't, we, 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 we can't be. <laughs> Covered, it already kind of does make you wonder, like, oh, I don't know. Yeah, I'm like, beach babe, but uh, it's uh, <laughs> it's rated uh, GA, uh, you know, for general audiences, which was developed by uh, you know, that that rating system was actually developed by Sega, so um, yeah, you got to trust the, the Sega guys. And, and I will I will say that you know, I am a little surprised considering some of the content that's in the game now, and it's not like the beach babes or anything like that, but some of some other things, like about the level designs, I'm like, whoa, I'm kind of I don't know, we'll, we'll talk about it later, but I'm a little surprised yeah. about that rating. Oh, okay, okay. Gotcha. <laughs> Foreshadowing. Gotcha. Foreshadowing. Yeah, gotcha. Foreshadowing. Yeah, gotta yeah. Out there. So, uh, as far as memories go, um, yeah, man, I, I really remember playing this game like three days ago. <laughs> That's a good memory, man. <laughs> yeah, I, I just thought Aaron's joke. He said that before the show. So. <laughs> yes. Sorry, Aaron. <laughs> That's okay. Well, mine was, uh, I remember playing this game a year ago. <laughs> but you actually got to interview the uh, the man, right? Yes, I interviewed uh, Keith Robinson a year ago, and Keith Robinson is actually the designer. Uh, well, he's he's the writer of the comic book, uh, making it, which is what this game is actually based off of. Yeah. Normie, uh, come to find out when I was talking to Keith, Normie is actually short for Norman, which is Keith's actual lap. It's his actual first name, so it's his full name is actually Norman Keith Robinson. And if you're wondering. Who the heck is Keith Robinson? Well, he's the creator of the comic strip making it. He's also um, the head of Intellivision Productions, and he worked at Intellivision uh, under Mattel back in the 80s, working on games for that platform um, in the early 80s. So, you know, he did uh, art design. He programmed a few games like Tron Solar Sailor. He... uh, he, at some point, he was a manager, and he oversaw the production of uh, a, a few games there, like Thin Ice, really good game on mm-hmm. Intellivision. 
And uh, sometime, I don't know if it was while, while he was there, but at some point, and I asked him all about this game, um, he had said that uh, someone wor- he was working with had uh, drawn like a, a character of him or like sent him a plushie or something. And it was like a character of, of what he actually looked like at that time. And so it gave him the idea, you know, he, he already had an, uh, an art background. And so he decided, well, I'll just make my own comic strip. <laughs> and it just started out as this, uh, this beach bum named uh, Normie. And um, it kind of took off from there. He got published in a local paper. And then at some point, the LA, LA Times uh, picked it up. And then he said... At one point, um, it was syndicated in like 50 newspaper publications. Wow! Uh, up to about the point that uh, you know newspapers started kind of falling off, <laughs> so he eventually just switched the whole thing to the online market in the mid 90s. I would say, seriously, right after this game came out is when he made a website <laughs> for his comics. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It said I, I checked out the website. It says like uh, founded in 1994 for the website. I'm like, damn. Yeah. Yeah, he made the website way back in 94, which is crazy. Yeah, and I saw a picture of him. He definitely had the look. He had mm-hmm. kind of the, the, the messy hair and the beard and was wearing like a beach shirt. I got, <laughs> when, I, when I first saw the character, I thought, he looks like the human version of uh, Rocco from Rocco's Modern Life. Yeah, I can <laughs> yeah see pretty that. much. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so l- let me ask you this, Aaron. Did he uh, like kind of mention, does he kind of think that Normie, the, like the character, is, is like kind of himself? Even though, you know, uh, or is that just the similarity, only the name? Yeah, so the way he described it, uh, Normie is one piece of his personality, just the fun-loving, uh, easy go, you know, easy-go-lucky type guy. Ladies' and then, man. Yeah, ladies' <laughs> man, exactly. Just very, very gregarious and uh, laid back, very chill, and loves to, you know, because when he was writing the comic, he said, he, you know, he was living on the beach and um, so, you know, he said that's definitely a caricature of him. But then he said there was also another character in the comic strips, which was, uh, I forgot the name of the character, but it was this lawyer. I think it was like Silverstein or something like that. And he said, that character is another part of me. He said, you know, it's another facet of myself because, you know, he understands a whole bunch of legalese and he's dealt with lawyers, you know, a whole bunch. And so he understands that lingo. And he said, uh, you know, that personality was him. But he said, I didn't want to... Um, draw him to look like me so he said i just drew him to look like my friend <laughs> so the evil lawyer can uh, you know look like my friend but be kind of based on himself so it's kind of funny yeah but um yeah uh, it's interesting how the game itself came about because uh real-time associates was founded by a guy named uh dave warhol okay and dave warhol actually worked with keith robinson back on you know in the television days um, and then he founded his own company, Real Time Associates, and he actually has a music composition background, and he developed a music tool that um, ended up being used in a lot of uh, NES games and Game Boy and I think some Genesis games, but he was also a composer, but he also uh, ran this company called Real Time Associates, and so originally, I think in 93 or 94, he had an idea to make a video game. It was going to be based on the series of comic strips uh, from Mad Magazine, okay? And it was called, it, the author of these magazines was called, um, his name was Don Martin. But long story short, they couldn't get the rights to 
use the comic strips. And so Keith was like, well, hey, why don't you just, you know, why don't we make a game? Uh, he, he pretty much just pitched a game for Normie. He said it took him a day. He pitched a game to uh, Dave Warhol, his friend. And uh, you're like, okay, great. And so over a series of uh, lunches, uh, they pretty much came up with the concept of the game. And, you know, Keith would come up from, you know, with, with designs and they would take uh, stuff that Keith actually drew and flesh it out and put it into the game. Uh, the people, the artists from Real Time Associates. And so it's, it's, it's pretty neat him talking about that process. And he said he, he kind of came up with, uh, if you guys remember the, the pigs in the game? Yeah. Like, well, oh, you know, when he was talking to Dave, he's like, well, we need the game to be more vertical. We need, you know, <laughs> him to be able to jump up. Well, instead of trampolines, why don't we have pigs? <laughs> <For some reason. laughs> there's a lot of wacky humor in this game. And there's yeah. a pig in every stage, no matter what setting. It doesn't matter because this game's, you know, pretty much all about time travel. And yeah, every, every setting, you know, from prehistoric times to futuristic to... Um, you know, hell. Yeah, <laughs> pigs in it. What's a world without bacon? I don't oh. care where you go. Oh, no. That's not a world yeah. I want to live in. Yeah, yeah, you gotta have bacon. I just have bacon today. Yeah, awesome. Sorry for all you vegetarian listeners out there, but I think I sent you. I sent you all a picture of bacon the other day. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> I think there was no context either. It was just a it's picture like, of bacon out of the, nowhere. Doesn't yeah. need. Uh, no. there's always time for bacon. Mm-hmm. All right. So you yeah, like? <laughs> oh yeah. Gosh, <laughs> my favorite. Oh, he's the best. I got to see him live one time. <laughs> we were listening to him all the way up uh, when we were traveling to Connecticut. Bacon! <laughs> My brother had him, yeah. Bacon! Yeah. <laughs> if you would put bacon bits on a slice of bacon, you could travel back in time. <laughs> <laughs> but that would be pointless because I would just travel back in time when I was eating bacon. <laughs> 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 Sorry. All right. So like Aaron said, this game was uh, developed by uh, Real Time Associates, High Score Productions. Uh, and it was published by EA, which we I have the cart, so it's got that big yellow tab on it, like mm-hmm. all the other EA games. Uh, it was released in 1994. The composer I found was a guy named Eric Swanson. And I uh, he has a big list of uh, games he's done sound effects and music for. Uh, one that just kind of cracked me up. And I don't know why this stuck out in my head, but uh, he did uh, Frank Thomas's Big Hurt Baseball. You guys remember? <laughs> ah, yes. I don't know why that, that stuck out, but it did. Um, but uh, as far as this cart goes, if you want to purchase it, uh, it's averaging right now for about $9 loose and uh, $22 complete. It's not something I've ever seen out in the wild. I actually found this on Amazon. I think I ended up paying about $7 total for it with shipping. I haven't found it in the wild, and I've been looking. <laughs> <laughs> did Rob, did you pick it up online? Uh, yeah, I, I had to. I've never seen this game, never even heard of it before. So obviously, like I didn't have any memories of it. Uh, yeah. But yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, well, heck, just the the title alone. Like, e- even if I had no idea that Keith Robinson was a part of it or anything like that, I would have bought the game anyway. <laughs> like, well, if I were to see it somewhere. At first glance, I thought, is this like a laser shoot Larry game or something? <laughs> I mean, I was I, hoping it wasn't that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if we could talk about that, yeah. but I kind of have a fascination with uh, EA games on, on Genesis because a lot there's so many of them, and I, and I most of them are really good from what I played. Well, and and I haven't got to play a lot of them, especially the non-sport titles, and you know, it, there's just a lot of random games, and I look, I'm like, what in the world is that? So I mean, it, so it's kind. I have a fast. It, as long as it doesn't cost a lot of money, if I see one in a while, I usually pick it oh, up. Oh yeah, I saw Zany Golf. Zany Golf. Yeah. Day, and I really wanted to pick that up. Oh, it is so good. I used to play it on Amiga. Yeah. And it was so fun on Amiga. And it's, you know, it's these wacky miniature golf courses. Um, 
but I don't know how easy it is to find out in the wild. It was like 15 bucks, though. I couldn't yeah. Yeah, spend I that much on that. Yeah, because the, uh, the guys who sell uh, retro games in my area, they don't usually have a lot of Genesis. So I, if it's a good price, I usually buy about everything they have. <laughs> if it's like 3 or $4 a, a card, I'll, I'll buy it. But, uh, but yeah, so that's kind of the wrap-up of the information there. Uh, gosh, as, as far as the story goes... Uh, <laughs> it's just it's crazy uh, I'm going to read just a real small summary uh, of what I got from MobyGames.com it uh, said uh, Normie is one popular surfer especially with the ladies on the beach however one day a UFO appears and kidnaps all the ladies on the beach and it is up to Normie to travel to 29 different alien worlds to bring them back to earth I don't remember the 20, 29 different worlds, but that's kind of funny. Yeah, I don't remember. And I was like, 29, and there weren't even 29 yeah. babes on the screen. I exactly. think there were five. And then, wait a minute, there's a plot hole here. What happened to the guy playing the guitar? Yeah. Right, right. He just, he just disappears. I think Normie just didn't care about him, I guess. Well, one yeah, of the, whatever. Well, right. one, of the, one of the goddesses you save is a goddess of surf music, and she was playing a guitar, I thought. Maybe it switched to a girl. Oh. Oh. Did, I, did I miss that? I thought it was a guy playing guitar. Maybe it was a girl I don't know. And the well, UFO, I... the UFO uh, also absorbs a beach ball, you know, and then all of a sudden, you know, every stage has a million beach balls. How'd that happen? <laughs> that's just crazy it's crazy well, talk but I mean it's just the, the idea of the story just cracked me up I mean it, it definitely wasn't taking itself seriously at all which is kind of nice um, well you know I, I, have, uh, I found like the back of the box art if you'd like me to read the description yeah absolutely it's kind of weird too because like well okay I'll just, re- I'll just read it first and then I'll, I'll explain so it says uh, Normie's a son of a beach and when he ain't chasing babes, he's fighting the foes of coolness in a surreal adventure. Want to take a trip? Travel through time, meeting prehistoric cave punks and cowboys. Flee from the forces of squareness, gym instructors, nerds, and politicians. Grab beach ball power-ups, sunglasses, and some very weird weapons. And then now for the second paragraph. If You, you, you want me to read the second one real quick? Go for it. Okay. Normi est un fana de la plague. <laughs> Sorry, I don't know. For some reason, oh, and then the third paragraph, I think it's in German, it says, Normi ist ein Beach Boy. Why er im Buschent steckt, when er nicht. I like how angry you sound. <laughs> That's, That's the most angry I've ever heard him sound. I know, I'm life. sorry. It's the, it's, it's the language, I think. That's so funny. Well, and it's funny because this game is so obscure. It doesn't even have a Wikipedia page, I don't think. I couldn't find one. I couldn't I find couldn't the instruction manual anywhere. I couldn't either. I couldn't either. So who, who in the world even knows? Yeah. <laughs> All I know is I have the cart, and it's from Electronic Arts. Uh, yeah, so yeah, the, the story on this is hilarious. We'll, we'll get into that a little bit more um, when we go over it. The Genesis Gems High Score Challenge. Guys, as far as high score goes, I, I did not post any challenges on the on the Facebook pages because a lot of people were just kind of scratching their head about this game. Yeah, I noticed. I was looking at the reaction. I don't think anyone like had anything to say about this game no, except no. for I've never I, heard of I it. I think it's because they, they confused it with Green Dog. Uh, they're like, is, was, is this game even real? Or, you know, <laughs> this is a prank. Or uh, who was it who was saying, uh, Kelso was saying, is this a dirty game? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I, I know uh, our, our faithful listener, Matt Daly, he actually said, uh, I posted a picture today, and he says mine's on on its way to the house. So oh, nice! He's a, that is pretty cool. But a lot of people haven't heard of it, and someone else said this is the first game we've covered they hadn't they hadn't owned. So wow! So yeah, there you go. That's crazy. But um, yeah. So as far as a high score goes, I was gonna I have a really cool giveaway for the next high score game, but I want to wait 
wait for it to be something that's going to be real competitive because it's, it's a real awesome giveaway and I don't want to just, you know, <laughs> not have a competitive oh. uh, game. So, and I did uh, want to mention uh, I did send out uh, the last high score winner prize, which was virtual racing. Yeah. Oh. Uh, I sent it out to Blake actually Blake. Uh, yesterday. Blake. Yeah. Yeah, Blake. Blake. Blake's the uh, he's he's the che- the Cheeto eating champion. By oh, the way. Blake! Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. He's yeah, he's he's, been, he's real cool. He uh he gives us all the uh, corrections in a really nice way if we say anything wrong. So right, he's not a hoser about it. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so big, big shout out to Blake. Awesome job. But uh, gosh, I uh this is like any other game you play where uh, your high score accumulates. Uh, if you lose all your lives, it resets. But gosh, the highest score I got was forty six thousand two hundred. And that and that was making it uh, all the way to the last boss on the second level, the medieval level, ah. um, without taking any continues. But uh, I, I couldn't get any further than that without without uh, losing all my lives. Did you guys get further than that, or no? I got about forty thousand. Okay. Wow. Yeah, I didn't get much further than that, and it's just it's because the game's really hard. Yeah. Yeah. Before yeah. you have to continue again. Yep. I I kind of forgot about the high score thing, but I did make it to Hoser. Gosh, I know, I know, I know. (laughs) (laughs) But I I did make it to the uh, Transylvania stage. Ooh, Uh, yeah. uh, Oh my goodness, this game's so hard though. I wanted to rip my hair out so many times. That was the best stage. We'll get into that later. Yes, I can't wait. Yeah. So, oh, cool. Well, there because the high score challenge. I win. No way, I win. I made it further. (laughs) No, I'm teasing. (laughs) (laughs) No, I uh. The only reason I even got to the Transylvania stage because I used a cheat code. So. <gasps> Nick! <laughs> oh, I, I cheated like the biggest hoser you ever <gasps> seen. <laughs> changed. I have. I have. But, uh, so yeah, high scores. So, uh, let's jump right into the gameplay discussion, blah, blah, blah. Um, the genre of this game. Well, I, I, hang on, Nick. I don't, I don't mean to kind of throw you, throw you off your, your vibe here, but I, I got a question about the story. Okay, yeah. I, have, I have lots of questions about okay, the story. Yeah. Okay, what, what is the alien's motivation for this? So they, so they, they take the something beach Something about babes. an alien toxic dump or something. Oh, okay. Yeah, because I was going to say, like, what, what's the point? They, they take these chicks from the beach, and then they, they put them back in, like, these different eras in time, and that's it. You know, and normally yeah, has to go like back they in don't, time. And that's the weird thing, because you get, like, a block of text explaining who's been kidnapped and who they've been kidnapped by. <laughs> and it's usually, you know, and that's the boss of the level. And it's like, well, are they aliens? Have they been taken over by aliens? It's kind of, okay, all right, I'll go with that, I guess. And and, and the best part is how normally time how normally time travels. It's, it's not a not a uh, DeLorean with a flux capacitor or a phone booth like Bill and Ted or the phone booth like Doctor Who. Oh, it's like a stork, right? Stork comes by and oh, it's, what, what's the deal with the suntan lotion? That's and he drinks it. Oh, what in the world? Yeah. <laughs> uh, if anyone wants to win the copy of this game, videotape yourself eating suntan lotion. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding, Blake. I know that's how he won the game with uh, che- <laughs> the Cheetos. <laughs> he ate all the Cheetos. We're going to get an email just saying, like, that was a bad idea. <laughs> Please pay for my hospital bills. <laughs> We're going to put the, the disclaimer at the end of the show. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the story. I had I had lots of questions. I didn't. I, that's, that was great, though. It was just kind of... The story was definitely a high side of this game. Uh, we'll go into that later, but... Uh, yeah, yeah, Rob, I don't know. <laughs> well, you know, maybe it was a field test. Maybe it was the aliens' field test and say, okay, I want to put today's human beings in, say, the Jurassic period or something like that and just kind of see how they respond. Or maybe it was like Beavis and Butthead on that UFO. Whoa, look at those chicks. <laughs> <laughs> hey, baby. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. 
you want should we just go into the gameplay or do you got any other That's any good. other story questions? Do you have any more interruptions, Rob? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You want to interrupt <laughs> it back? You just interrupt everything. <laughs> Jeez. Oh, Aaron, I know. I'm the worst for that. <laughs> Aaron and I have been having some good shows, and here you come. Here so. I come, just busting them, just ruining. Now it. we're gonna have a three-hour show. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding, Rob. I love you. Oh, I love you too, big guy. <laughs> <laughs> the bromance continues. Uh-huh. Uh, so the genre, I, I mean, this is a platforming game, of course. Um, I didn't really know how else to explain it. Honestly, this game reminds me a whole lot of Chester Cheetah. And I think Joe <gasps> Copel actually, yeah, I think Joe Copel actually uh, said the same thing on our Facebook page. So I'm right there with you, Joe. But yeah, it, it, it's kind of in the same vein as that. Um, you know, it, it's you're kind of a clumsy kind of guy walking around. You know, he's got some real weird power ups, like we talked about. I think some of the weapons were, uh, it's like a hammer, or uh, the the boxing glove comes out of it in one stage. I think it's like a dead chicken comes out. Yeah, out of another rubber stage. chicken, yeah, like a rooster or something. Yeah, yeah. Which that stage has some real cool uh, references to a movie we'll talk about later. But uh, yes, uh, <laughs> I wasn't the only one that caught that, right? No. Oh no. <laughs> okay, good. But uh, yeah, it's just got some crazy. Uh, some crazy premises to it. Uh, now, as far as the uh, weapons go, I definitely liked any projectiles better than I did the, the hammer thing. I found that thing kind of worthless. Oh, the coconuts were great. Coconuts were great. The, the rocks and the pies, all that stuff. Oh, I, I love the pies. The, yeah, the pies were great. And then at some point, you can throw spears. I like the variety of weapons in this game. Pretty good. Yeah, that, that, that was neat. Um, but yeah, so you, so you have that, and, and each stage kind of has its own little. Uh, I don't want to say. Uh, I don't, I don't know, like, it, 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 almost like a challenge. It kind of reminded me of uh, when we talked about X-Mutants at one time. Like, I tried to go to, uh, like, the first stage, for uh, instance, you try to go past that dinosaur and it wouldn't let you, and you had to go back and find that egg underneath the other dinosaur and blah, blah, blah. So it's like there's certain things in each stage, not each stage, but some of the stages you have to do before you can... Yeah, there's, like, one little puzzle, right? Yeah, yeah. So, and I, I felt like that first stage was one of the harder stages in the whole game. I, I, yeah, I, the balance in this game is weird. Yeah. I agree, yeah. It's so long. That first stage seems to take forever compared to some of the other ones. I'm like, why? How long is this? Well, I flew through the second stage. Like, I didn't even die the first time I played that. I just went right through it. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it was – it definitely – there's enough variety in the way the game plays. Uh, the, the the scenery and the, the background of each stage is very unique. Like, we talk about the, the stages uh, – I, I can't remember the name of the first stage, but it's kind of like your prehistoric time. Uh, New Jersey. New Jersey, my, yeah. my old uh, stomping grounds. There you go. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, and we can go over the, that. That stage, you're trying to free the goddess of waves. Uh, the second moon stage. Unit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> As in, um, I think it's a reference to Moon Unit Zappa. Oh. Zappa. If you're, if you know who Frank Zappa is. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. His daughter. Yeah. Yeah. And then the uh, second stage is like a medieval themed. Um, lots of Monty Python references in there. Uh, Goddess of Sunshine is the. Uh, I think that was Persephone. Persephone, right? Yeah. 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 And the uh, third stage was a jungle with a goddess of surf music. That's where I think the uh, guitar girl uh, was. Ah, okay. Yeah, and then. Uh, that was uh, Daphne. Okay, okay. <laughs> then the, and the fourth stage, I believe, was Transylvania, right, Rob? Yes. And that was the goddess of warm sand. That was kind of. <laughs> I was like, okay, I, I understand waves and sunshine. I understand good music, but warm sand. I mean, can it can it be like cold sand? I don't know. Um, the next stage, I believe it was kind of pixelated on the screen I, I looked at, but it was Planet X, Y, and Z, and that was the goddess of clean air. And the uh, the, the the hell stage was actually called Heck Whenever, which was kind of funny. Um, and this was the goddess of snow cones, <laughs> which yes, uh, yeah, I was gonna say that's probably the best goddess of them all. Oh yeah, that's... <laughs> at least some snow cones, but. Uh, 
a very unique and diverse stages for each one of these. And yeah, uh, I like how everyone is, has something a little bit different. Yeah, yeah. You go, you all throw your two. I've been talking too much about the stages. What did you guys think? Did you did you have a favorite? I, like I said, mine was favorite was Transylvania. Yeah, I think mine. My favorite was probably Transylvania. Uh, just especially once you get to the boss, which is oh, actually yes. Dave Warhol. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. And you're playing, uh, first it's a game of Pac-Man against him. And so you've, you've got Normie's head and <laughs> Dave's head kind of running around a maze. And then the next part is you have to play a game of Pong against him, which is yeah. just hilarious. Yeah, uh, That was probably my favorite thing. Um, and then the, the, the Hex stage, I just love the fact, I think there's lawyers, I know there's politicians like, who just like shoot out projectiles that say blah, 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 blah. <laughs> so, what, did this game come out before Earthworm Jim? Because that reminds me of Earthworm Jim. That's, it reminds me of that too, but you know what, I think Earthworm Jim um, came out, what was it? Uh, I think like a year before. I thought it was like 1993, I want to say, and this was 94. Yeah, definitely close. But that's funny because that, that did remind me a lot of Earthworm Jim. Because I think there's lawyers walking around on its, its hex. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, the hex stage. The thing I remember, too, about uh, I kind of – I never got to that actual stage. I did have to watch a video because this game is just so hard. Yeah. Uh, that, that, that stage there, though, um, I love that when you walk by – there's uh, some stores that you eventually get to. It's like ice cream and snow cones <laughs> and stuff. And it says, um, coming back, never. <laughs> like that opening, never. <laughs> Just there to entice you. Uh, what about you, Rob? Do you have a favorite stage? Oh, you know, it's, it's definitely the Transylvania one. Uh, I, I like all of them because, like you said, Aaron, they're, they're all a little bit different from as far as, you know, the enemies and the stage design and everything. And I, I like that about this game. It, it really does change things up. Um, and uh, Transylvania was another one. Uh, Transylvania was the one I liked the most because just because I, I like scary stages anyway. And then with that huge kind of big shift in the gameplay with uh, the Pac-Man and the Pong, uh, uh, stages or I guess boss fight uh, that was really cool but I also like the um, the England stage a lot too oh yeah uh, with the pie stands and you know you, you, I don't know and then all the, the like the, the black knight. exactly oh, the, yeah, black the, knight. The, the black knight that yeah. just busts apart every time you hit him it's a flesh wound <laughs> What are, you, what are you gonna do? Bleed on me? I just might. <laughs> I just might. <laughs> oh gosh! Uh, I was like, no way, that just happened. Monty Python lives. <laughs> love Monty Python. Oh, me too. And I love the music in that stage. I think yeah. that stage probably has my favorite music. Well, and, the, and yeah. like the uh, the guy riding the horse, like it, it sounds just like the. It almost sounds like the sound effect of the movie where the guy's clicking the coconut shells <laughs> coming up on the. Oh man! Oh, yeah. I was I was like, they did not just do that. I was so excited. <laughs> Yeah. Now the platforming itself, um, how'd y'all feel about the controls? Because I, I don't know if it was just my game or maybe my controller, but it seemed like every now and then when I would land, I would kind of shift a little bit, like to the to the right or left, like it would kind of like jolt a little bit either way, and it kind of threw my I don't know my balance off. You don't I guess stop on playing. a dime in this game. Yeah, there's there's like a momentum, a little bit of a momentum thing too, especially when you because you have a button for dashing. And so you use that dash button, and I know when you're doing that and you try to land, you kind of skid a tiny bit. So I, I know that for sure, and, and it's just so, there's some sections where you have to use that, that special jump, but then you kind of overshoot your mark, and you'll fall into mm -hmm. a pit, which can get really frustrating. <laughs> yeah, and you only get three continues. 
That, that, yeah. That's the thing that, like, oh, that's the part I hated the most because I'm like, I love this game. I want to advance in this game, but then I realized I was hoping it was one of those infinite continue kind of games. Yeah. Uh, and it wasn't. And after, you know, making it all the way to the third stage, you know, trying to, you know, kind of get a feel for the controls and everything and beating all the bosses, you're like, all right, I made it pretty far. And, uh, <laughs> Yeah, you lose your last life there, and it's your last continue, and you got to start all over. It's like, I don't know if I have the energy to do this again. You yeah. Know, so. And the game actually makes fun of you when you get to the continue <laughs> screen, and it says, uh, sorry, for, it, it <laughs> takes you to like a please stand by screen. Yep. It says, yeah, sorry yeah. for the inconvenience. Uh, we have an inept game player. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, and it's funny because when I first started playing this game a few weeks ago, I, I couldn't even get past that first stage with those stinking hippos. It was driving me insane. I finally... It was just me being stupid. I, I, I kept thinking I had to like continuously jump across each one of them when you could actually just jump on one and stop, jump on the next. Stupid me, but uh, man, I, yeah, it was it was definitely not an easy game. And did you realize you could run into enemies by dashing into them? Not until the jungle stage, <laughs> when, <laughs> when I didn't have a weapon. <laughs> yeah, you're like, how am I supposed to? Yeah. Can't jump on them or? Yeah, which get, uh, I'll get into that later. But uh... <laughs> and you know what's funny. I was just going to say, for a game called Normie's Beach Babe-O-Rama, the only mention of a beach in this game is at the very beginning of the game. <laughs> all of the levels of this game, all the stages, take place in other periods of time not related to an actual beach. Right, yeah. right. I was expecting like more beach stuff. But, you know, I guess the character himself... Is, yeah, I, I was thinking the same thing. I was like, oh, this has nothing to... Like, because I actually watched um, a video of it first, just kind of get an idea before, you know, as I was waiting for the game to come in after I ordered it. I was like, I don't see any beaches anywhere. But, yeah, uh, one of the things that frustrated me is, like, with the platforming, too, is there would always be an enemy conveniently placed in between each platform you had to jump on. Like the, like the hippos in Stage 1, there was always a pterodactyl, like... Right yeah. in the middle. And it's hard to hit while you're in the midair. I don't even know if you yeah. can do it. You had to kind of wait. There was one area. I, I think I know exactly what you're talking about. Because I, you had to wait a little bit for it to fly over that way. Because if yeah. you didn't, you're, you were just gone. But yeah, I'm right there with you. Yeah, and then and then those pterodactyls actually carry you halfway across <laughs> the stage, too. I was like, yep. what the? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> like that hand from Zelda. Oh, that, yeah. Uh, you remember the hand when you're in the dungeon and it just takes you to the beginning yeah. of the level? Yeah, and you just got to sit there and watch and you have nothing you can do about it. <laughs> it's, pain, it's painful. Uh, I just what play. I hate is, um, my, my most hated thing is, uh, well, I guess two things. One is um, whenever you're trying to jump and you run into a wall, you mm. can't jump up. Yeah. You, you, you notice that you have to kind of back up a little bit and then jump. Yeah, and, and even the game won't let you jump. It even makes a little sound effect when that happens too, like like it's stuck. You know what I mean? I don't know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, that was silly. And then what frustrates me is, is any game that has knockback. Now, Castlevania had knockback, <laughs> oh, so yeah. that was a main source of frustration in that game. And guess what? There's knockback in this game. And so you actually jump onto a platform or something and then. You know, in the middle is a pit, which just kills you instantly. <laughs> um, and, and so you'll, you know, land, and then there will be an enemy right there, and you can't fire your weapon fast enough to get the enemy, and so he'll just knock you right into the drink. Yeah, I, I definitely, I definitely rage quit a few times on this game. I mean, it was just, I took my controller and just had to put it down and walked away. I had to take a, a breather. And <laughs> he was cussing and everything. Charming, yeah, charming enough that you'll come back to it yeah. though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, another stage I really liked was, um, oh gosh, uh, level five, I think, the the futuristic planet. 
Yeah, Planet X, Y, and X, Z. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know. There was just something about the stage design there. You know, I, I don't know. I wish I could put in words. Just uh, just kind of seeing the planets in the background. They all have really vibrant colors. And um, I can't remember a lot of the enemies. I know there was like a robot enemy, a couple other like futuristic. I, of course, you know the alien at the very end. I think yeah. his name was Grixblurt or something. <laughs> you know, so, and something <laughs> flop or something. Yeah. yeah something, something reminded me of like Slimer. Right. <laughs> some part of that, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, um, but, and just, I don't know. They're just so diverse. And then the last stage is heck, you know, and uh, some of the enemies in there just make me just crack up. Like, you got the evil snowmen, you got the business guys or uh, politicians, you got the gym teachers, and it makes them always kind of wonder why they're there. And, uh, yeah. and then the Elvis impersonators, or, or was that Elvis himself? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and, and spoiler alert for anyone, you know doesn't want to hear the ending did you guys see the ending with the I did. Uh, uh satan and what he was doing at the end of it yeah go ahead <laughs> he, he was like uh picking up the trash on the beach with his pitchfork oh yeah <laughs> that was awesome that was so awesome it's all playing on the beach yeah 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 that was funny i'll give it that <laughs> but you know uh, that, that's kind of like when i was kind of hitting at the, at the very beginning i mean like it doesn't offend me but do you think that stage might have offended some people you know the the hex stage. You know, maybe, but it was it was, it was almost like it was the early '90s, and mm-hmm. so uh, people, you know, it was cartoony enough that I don't think people would have gotten up in arms about it. I kind of agree. Like, it, it, I think it was done in a well enough way where I don't think it would be offensive at all. Uh, it's just it's just one of those things. You know, I was wondering. You know, if it, I was kind of surprised it was for general audiences for that reason. But uh, I mean, I <laughs> well, you know what else was for general audiences that's actually on the Sega Genesis? <laughs> Castlevania Bloodlines. Oh my and that goodness! Is not really? a, that is not a general audiences game. I can tell you that much. No, no. Heck, the first <laughs> stage, like you go to hit the zombies, they bust in half. Oh yeah. There's a dog that kind of splits in half. Yeah, I was like, no, that is not a general audiences <laughs> game. But you look, and all it says on the back is like animated gore. General <laughs> audiences. I think <laughs> bring the whole think... the whole family together. Yeah, and I think Splatterhouse Two was just like a like a thirteen game, right? I can't remember wow. what they rated that. Yeah, so, I mean that that game was rough with exploding babies and this. oh gosh, oh yeah. all sorts uh, of crazy yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh well, um, yeah. <laughs> I, you know what, what? We forgot to go over real quick were the full controller layout. I'll do that real quick if you guys don't yeah. care. Um, so yeah, your basic directional game up down left right uh a is your dash correct that kind of gives you yeah, a dash. A you have a, dash you have a meter for that it's kind of almost like a gas gauge kind of lets you know how much you can do that uh b is your jump and uh c is your weapon when you get a weapon you get to find them which is hilarious but uh you can also um something that took me a while to figure out later on in the game especially the jungle when you uh, press down and you press the dash button you almost like slide across your belly <laughs> So that was kind of <laughs> yes. There are some sections where you have to slide. On yeah, your belly. and I and I did it by accident in the early part of the game. And so when I got to the jungle, I finally figured out what in the world I was doing because um, I thought you had to take a big run and do it. But you can actually just hold down uh, the down button and hit the dash button, and it'll let you do that. So there's that. Uh, am I missing anything? Seems like the attacks are pretty straightforward. You can attack straight or attack down. Not down, but you can duck and attack. Yeah. There's there's no up attack or diagonal attack. So. Pretty simple uh, layout. Yeah, it's pretty simple. I, I guess the one thing I was confused about was when you collect the beach balls, do they just add to your score? Do they add? Do they give you an extra life at some point? Yeah, that's what I was wondering. You definitely get added to your score. Now, I thought, and I may be wrong with this, I thought I got an extra life one time, 
Me too, and I couldn't remember what yeah. the amount was. I knew there were some of those. Oh, the extra life looked like like a was it like an arrow pointing up that you. There, there's some areas on the stage where you actually got extra lives. I can't remember what the little icon looked like, but uh, yeah, I know what you're talking about. I found it like once. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so there's definitely that. Um, yeah, you need to get every one of those you can. <laughs> but, but yeah, so yeah, that, that, that's your controls. Very basic. I kind of wish. Uh, I kept thinking there's a way. I hated when I accidentally, like, if I had the rock with the pie and I accidentally picked up that stinking uh, hammer with a punching glove or whatever, I really wanted to go back to the rock or the pie, but I guess there really was no way to do that. You'd have so, to find another one. Yeah, that kind of stunk. Especially when you're on a boss. Like, there's the boss of the first stage. Uh, yeah. And, like, I, I had rocks. And I mean, I was just pounding that guy with those things. And then at, at, at the end of that little plat, not the platform, but the, the level I was on, I grabbed that stinking. Uh, boxing glove again and then I I don't know I just wasn't very good against him with that You're very so. vulnerable because you can't duck under his yeah coconuts. yeah so and I, I didn't think the boss was that hard if he had the the right weapon because gosh the second boss was easy he just I, I don't think I got, even got hit by her so the, 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 the princess yeah, slash uh, <laughs> dragon dinosaur <laughs> dragon yeah <laughs> so yeah did, did you guys I mean we kind of already talked about the controls. Um, I felt like they were a little clunky, in my opinion. Yeah, they're they're tiny clunky, tiny bit clunky, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. um, I think part of it too is the, the way the levels are designed. Um, you know, there there are situations. It, it's nice that the game tells you, like, oh, you have to jump here or you have to do this. You know, mm -hmm. but um, there's situations where you have to use that dash mechanic, but it, you know, it just doesn't work all that well. I find mm -hmm. uh, because you'll you'll get your momentum you know you, you speed off really fast but it's not always to not always easy to land in the right spot and then you know if there's enemies on the platform already you know you can run through them sometimes but sometimes they knock you back off of the platform the the only other gripe that I have is the ending like it's funny to see the little uh, devil guy walk across picking up trash that made me crack up but that's it. There's, like, no story. They're just all back playing, you know, volleyball again. Uh, they're perfectly fine. They're totally happy. It's like no one ever got abducted. Uh, so I was kind of hoping there'd be some kind of funny, I don't know, cutscene or something like that. that that's the only other thing I could think of. Yeah. <laughs> still waiting. It still could happen. Coming soon. <laughs> But yeah, that's about it. That's the only other thing I could think of that would be like a gripe per se. But uh, but I, th I think the level design and, and other things kind of make up for it. Yeah, like you know the the parts where you're on swinging vines or ropes. Uh, you know, the, like it's almost like um, the the game design in this game. It's it's by the numbers. It doesn't do anything that different from anything else. It's not revolutionary. I would say it's functional. That's how I would put it. It's very functional, uh, just with a, a few things that probably could have been tightened up. Well said, Jose. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> All right. Um, hey, graphics. You just want to jump into that. Uh, I thought the graphics weren't too bad. Um, it definitely, I, uh, we, we mentioned before, we mentioned three or four times, just the variety of the levels, and I thought the... I thought the animations were okay. Uh, the the actual drawings or sprites, whatever you want, you want to call the characters, I thought they were pretty good. The dinosaurs had a very... It was, it was a very cartoonish kind of game. Uh, the dinosaurs, I thought, looked cool in the first stage. Uh, <laughs> yep. the, the the knights and everything in the second stage, which... Uh, but, 
it kind of. I, I thought it was. Uh, this is funny because I was throwing a pie at the Black Knights, and I thought it was bleeding, but it was actually just the pie kind of exploding. <laughs> you know, I guess it was some kind of cherry pie or something exploding yeah, all the time. I thought, oh my gosh, I killed him! <laughs> I was like, more blood, more blood. He is gonna bleed on me. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, so like the graphics, you know, they're, they're pretty good. I, what did you guys think? Yeah, I, I would say this is. Uh, you know what? I'm not gonna say anything. Let Rob go first. <laughs> What do you well, think, Rob? Well, what, what a gentleman, a, I'll tell you, a, you're all right. What a nice guy. Nice guy. <laughs> yeah, nice guy. Uh, yeah, I, I totally agree. I, I love the, um, I think one of my favorite things about this game is some of the subtle stuff, you know, with the, the little cartoon, um, like, cloud that comes up above Normie's head every time he, like, he finds something interesting, whether it be a weird enemy or a platform or something like that, or... I, I like that. I like uh, the animations uh, in between each stage, you know, where it's describing the level, like, so-and-so got kidnapped, and you see, like, these little, you know, characters running across the level's description. I, I like little things like that, and I love just the whole art style of the entire game. I mean, it kind of feels like you are playing a cartoon, and I really like that. I'm a sucker for stuff like that. Um, I'm trying to think, uh, in particular, like, um, uh... Like in the Hex stage, you know, I, I thought the Elvis impersonators looked awesome. The Devil Bats, uh, politicians. Um, oh gosh, what else? The fi oh, the fighting aliens, the the fire, the uh, ghosts, um, the the bats, the oh, gosh, just just lots of different things. You know, I think for me, the enemies were really stood out. A lot of the, I guess, kind of minor enemies. Um, I don't know. There, there's a lot of little things like that to me that I think were really, really well done. I think graphically, the game's pretty awesome. Yeah, I, I would say, uh, you know, Real Time Associates, they'd worked on, like, Ah, Real Monsters, which is a Nickelodeon <laughs> property. Yeah. Uh, they'd worked on Beavis and Butthead on the Super <laughs> Nintendo. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, they, they had experience working on licensed games already and working on properties. And, you know... What's funny is I'm thinking of the other Genesis games they developed. They're all pretty colorful games, you know. Like they did the—I can't say they're all great games, but you know they—they they did the. Uh, speaking of dinosaurs, they—they they did the the Barney game. <laughs> Barney hide and seek. It's a classic. It's a gem. Is it a gem uh, though? Yes, it's a gem. Oh, I can't they wait to cover did, that. Uh, I think they did the Berenstein Bears game. So they're they're used to at this point. They were used to making colorful games uh, that actually popped out and and looked pretty good on the Sega Genesis, which had you know it has a limited color palette compared to that nefarious Super Nintendo. Um, but you know it, it's great when you see a developer that can make the use make the best use of a, a, a system's limited color palette and I think this game does shine um, you know it doesn't look quite as good as say like a, a colorful Konami game or treasure game or something like that um, but considering this was you know this was an American developer an American publisher uh, which are kind of hit and miss in, in, in my mind I thought they did really good and I think it's really cool that Keith uh, Robinson the actual you know, animator, the original artist behind the comics was involved every step of the way. So he could say if uh, something didn't look right, you know, and, uh, it, you know, that, that quality actually does show, you know, everything, uh, there, there's a lot of variety, everything's pretty colorful, you know, it's it's no Earthworm Jim, I guess you could say, but, um, you know, it, it still looks pretty good. Yeah, they, they definitely nailed the... Just the traits of the character, I think. He, he definitely has this kind of weird, nerdy walk to him. 
Uh, when he when he jumps, like sometimes if you hit left or right, he kind of does. He almost like he's freaking out on his way back down to the ground. So they they definitely, I, I feel like they nailed that aspect of it with the, the animation side of it. And I know sometimes if you just stand still, like I, we mentioned this with Sonic before, how much I love this. But like I think if you just stand still, he starts playing with a yo 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 or something. Yeah, or and, like uh, a little paddle ball too. Yeah, and then if you get <laughs> yes. if you get too close to an edge, he does the same thing Sonic does, where he's kind of like almost getting ready to fall off. Tiptoeing, so there's some neat little things like that. I, I I've always enjoyed that kind of attention to detail, so I'll definitely definitely give him props for that. Ooh, all right. So the sound, um, yeah, <laughs> you know it's, it's funny. <laughs> the, the 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 sound effects. As soon as I picked up the first weapon and hit uh, one of those little cavemen. It just reminded me of the X Men for some reason, and I really, I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Number one, the first X Men anyway. Number one, it was a sound, and number two, there was just no sense of. Uh, this kind of goes back to the gameplay, but just no sense of that. I just hit that guy, other than a weird sound. Yes. So I, 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 I like wasn't. Hollow. Yeah. Call. Like like yeah. <laughs> so I wasn't a big fan of the sound effects. Uh, the music, yeah, it was okay. I'm, I'm not a. I'm not, I... I actually liked some of the like okay so like the first stage you know is decent enough and that's when you kind of establish Normie's theme yeah um, what I really liked was that second level though yeah um, I yeah. really liked once you get to uh, England like that's when the music like really picks up for me and then I love when you get to Transylvania yeah they, yeah. they actually incorporated if you notice in the background of the music, you hear the monsters theme. You hear that da 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 da. da. <laughs> and, and I, I feel like the last few levels of this game were much stronger music-wise than the first few, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, I didn't think the jungle was that. It, it didn't really yeah, pop out the music. Right. I think it was just more like a remix. Yeah, it was more of a remix of the the Normie tune again. Okay. Mm-hmm. But you know, your opinion's invalid. So right, right. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, I I agree. Like I I think um, you know I definitely noticed that in the Transylvania stage and everything. And I I gotta say like the sound effects themselves. Like I went through the options menu and I actually counted like you can go you know like do a sound test for every single one. There's like a hundred some over a hundred sound effects in the game, and I think that's kind of cool. You know, and every single one sounded different. Now did I listen to every single one? No, but I'm assuming they sound different. you know, and I, I think that's a nice touch. And then uh, you can listen to every single track, um, musical track, uh, uh, in the options menu as well. And that's how I got to kind of you know hear every track. And I like the hex stage, the the music there. I like the um, futuristic stage, and uh, of course the Transylvania stage. And uh, uh, like you said, Aaron, uh, stage two was really good too. So yeah, I, I think uh, Eric Swanson did a really good job. Yeah, it wasn't too bad. I mean, it's it's like sound design wise. You know, it, it wasn't perhaps the greatest, but I thought some of the compositions were actually pretty good. Um, I, I can say I liked it more than uh, the Awesome Possum soundtrack or <laughs> Bubsy soundtrack, which is, you know, kind of the other games I think of. Uh, I don't know if it's better than the, the Cheetah, <laughs> Chester Cheetah game soundtrack, but, uh, uh, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm trying to, like, compare it to games of this ilk. Uh, <laughs> But uh, I can still play that bass line to that one Chester Cita song. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, you like that game. I know. I knew you liked. That oh, game. whatever. You do. Take off. <laughs> no way. Take off. <laughs> so yeah, sound that was kind of quick. I think we. I probably was a little bit more harsh from the music than you guys, but uh, I, d- I did like the tunes at the end of the game uh, mm-hmm. much more than the first few. So there you go. Um, 
So, do you guys just want to go right to the retrofitted achievements? Sure. The Channel 6 Clans Retrofitted Achievements. I've only got three. How many did you all have? Uh, I, I've got one, and then if I come up with another one <laughs> on top of my head, I'll let you know. <laughs> nice, <Okay>. nice. <laughs> oh, well, guys, you're going to make me feel like an overachiever here, and I, I'm sorry. Oh, no. Yeah, well, I'm... you're the comeback kid, so I'm sure right. you have, like, 20. <laughs> I've got I've got 11. Oh, uh, gosh. Yeah, I'm wow. sorry. <laughs> this amp goes to 11. 11. Uh, that's right. <laughs> well, you know, a lot, most of them are like, oh, gosh, I, I don't know. I, I got on a musical kick, so most of mine are musical references, so. Oh, man. Yeah, so. I'm, I'm going to tell you, though, you've, you've been listening to our show. Aaron's been picking up your slack pretty well. I've this. heard. I'm, I'm very impressed. <laughs> well, let me get my. I was like, attaboy, Aaron. Yeah. <laughs> All let, right. let me get my three out of the way real quick then. Um, <laughs> my first one is, it's just a flesh wound, and that's the, feet, <laughs> the Black Knight. Uh, my second one is, where's Chester Cheetah? And this is try, trying to find your stinking attacks that you don't have from the beginning of the stage, because that's the stupidest <laughs> thing I've ever heard Aww. of. Um, <laughs> and my last one is, is that a wallaby? And that's just uh, watching the Rocco cartoon while you play the game. So, there you go. <laughs> nice. Mine, let's see, my first one was probably uh, Don't Try This at Home, which is ingesting any amount of suntan lotion because you probably wouldn't wind up in the hospital. But, uh, you know, in case you do, you know, we don't take any responsibility. So. That's right. Who knows? You might go back in time. We're going to have to make some Genesis Gems Sunday lotion. That's going to be our first market. <laughs> We're going to have to make like, Genesis Gems PSAs, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. don't do this. <laughs> <laughs> the whole, I'll never forget the whole time I was watching that video of Blake eating those che Cheetos. I was like, oh, please don't check. Please don't check. <laughs> <laughs> I, was like, <laughs> I was getting a little worried. <laughs> oh, gosh. Uh, first one I have is uh, the times are changing. Uh, and this is, you know, just going back in time, of course. Uh, I've got another one. It's drop it like it's hot. And this is making it successfully across the erupting volcano platforms in stage one. Um, the f next one is Yabba Dabba Dead. And this is defeating Og in stage one, who looks remarkably similar to Fred Flintstone. Uh, and this one, I was torn between two titles here. Uh, the first one I picked was The Life of Pi. And this is killing every enemy in stage two with a pie. You know, kind of reference to the book. But then I, I kind of got to thinking, I was like, well, why not The Pie of the Tiger? You know? What do you think of that one? <laughs> That's nice. Right. It. That's very punny of you. Oh, well, thank you. <laughs> I'm a punny guy. What can I say? Um, but then the next one is good thing I have my shark repellent. And this is avoiding falling into the shark infested waters in stage two. Uh, next one is she's my cherry pie. And this is defeating uh, Cuffy with cherry pies in order to rescue Persephone. Family friendly, Rob. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I kind of debated that one. Uh, um, I'm kidding. <laughs> next one's like a rolling stone, and this is getting crushed by uh, the rolling boulders in stage three. You know, and I had to kind of throw some Bob Dylan in there. Uh, next one is the boss is bananas. B-A-N-A-N-A-S. And this is defeating the boss <laughs> Shlomo in stage three with a banana peel. <laughs> uh, uh, only two more, I promise. Um uh, next one is Pac-Man Fever. This is getting transformed into the Pac-Man maze and completing it in stage four. And then the last one is Wipeout. And this is using up all of your three con or all three of your continues and having to start the game all over again. <laughs> you know, Rob means business. We can hear his notebook page turn. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. That means he's got about twenty more. <laughs> well, there are awesome. three more. He's but just I, not going to read off. Yeah. Right. Right. You know, I don't like I, to drag. I, 
I think you definitely took that one home, Rob. You snailed it. Yes. Well, thank you, thank you. <laughs> awesome. Retrofitted achievements. All right, guys. Well, we can kind of wrap this up with this last segment. Uh, is this a gym? Is this game of Genesis gym? Is it good or is it garbage? As far as critical reception goes, uh, the Moby rank on this one was 53 out of 100. So oh, wow. It, it wasn't the best. It was just kind of you know stuck there in the middle. Uh, one of the notable reviews I uh, read was from EGM, and the summary said, Despite a rather alluring title, <laughs> Normie's Beach Babarama suffers from poor control, unappealing attack methods, and dreary music. Still, there are some colorful stages with nice graphics, but that's about it. So... Um, and I think they gave they gave them about a five out of ten on their scale. Um, so as far as listener feedback goes, um, we we didn't really get when I went back and looked. No one really said because you know we we always ask the question: is this is this a gem? Is it good or is it garbage? No one really mentioned it. Uh, Philip Vaughn hadn't heard of it. He just says, "Got to look this up." Uh, Eric Purcell says, "Retro Obscura has talked about this before." Huh. Um, Stephen Kyer says, "I've seen this game a few times. Never seen nor heard any comments about it." Uh, Michael Kelso says, "Is this family friendly?" Oh, and then th- sounds like three or four comment. Yeah, yeah, useless <laughs> comment. And then there's there's me put, putting him in his place like I always do. Yeah, you got to keep Michael in line. Yeah. Um, yeah, everyone was cheering me on. I had, "Whoa, yeah, go next, go Sega." <laughs> Um, yeah, yeah. And then, uh, uh, what else we got here? Aaron giving some good info there. Alex Burr says it, it's at least an interesting game, as everything with our man Keith Robinson is. Hopefully, yeah. Did I say Aaron Burr? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Alex Burr, right? Yeah, I'm an Alex Burr. Hey, Alexander, that's short for Alexander Burr, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Always think of the, uh, Alexander the oh. Burr. There you go. No, no, it's, uh, wait. Yeah, Alex, Aaron, Ale- Alexander right? Hamilton, yeah. Alexander Hamilton. <laughs> uh, oh, what was, was it a, one of the Chris Farley movies when he was like, Aaron Burr had something stuck? <laughs> oh, no, it was a commercial. Oh, was that what that it was? It was like a, it was a Revolutionary War reenactor guy. Yes. And he's on the phone, they're like, if you can answer this question, you will win $25,000. That's And right. like, he's eating peanut butter, and he's like, let me get some milk, and like, he's out of milk, and and uh, like, sir, sir, what's the answer? He's like, I remember. That's right. I can't say it. <laughs> oh, man. That is right. Okay, that makes more sense. I, I, every time I think of uh, Chris Farley, I think of his uh, John Hancock. It's Herbie Hancock. Herbie Hancock. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, <laughs> Zachary Richards was the one I was talking about earlier. Um, he said, I think this may be the first Genesis game you covered that I don't own. I also have no recollection of it from my youth. However, the title alone is worthy of Jim's status. And uh, the last comment I love is from Blake Worrell. He says, ha, 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 oh, boy. I don't know. I never played it. Should make for a good episode. <laughs> I, I, that's how I picture Blake saying that. So. Right, right. But not, not, I, one, not one comment said it was a gem or a good or, or garbage. So <laughs> we're going to take head on here, guys. This is, this is all up to us. And I, and I had one thing to interject just like Rob did earlier. <laughs> one thing to interject before we, move, we jump to our next segment. Um, I totally forgot. This is another retrofitted uh, achievement, though. Uh, I'll call it chest for cheating. <laughs> okay? Uh, so to access, there's a level select option. Um, if you have a controller yeah. plugged into the second port, you hold down A, B, and C 
uh, when turning on the game, and you can pick whatever level you want to. That's how oh, I. I that's how that. I cheated. That's how I cheated, Rob. <gasps> Nick. Yeah. There, 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 there. <laughs> Chester cheating. <laughs> he said Chester cheetah. I knew it. Chester cheetah. What was that? You had a corny joke with a cheetah one time, Rob. Have we uh, already said that one on the show? Oh, why can't you play cards in the jungle? What? Too many cheetahs. That's right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. No, I like it. Thanks. <laughs> I remember that. Um, so, yeah, before we actually give this a final verdict, I'm going to go over my quick pros and cons list. It's very quick. Uh, as far as pros go, I definitely give it a uh, thumbs up for you being unique. Uh, you definitely don't see games like this or the premise or the story. And, uh, you know, as much as we kind of stunk on the controls, I didn't think they were too bad once you get the hang of them. Once, once I figured out... Uh, how they reacted. I, th- I thought it was fair, fair enough. Uh, when I would screw up, I kind of realized what I did. So I give it that. Uh, the, the cons: um, stupid weapon locations. I really, <laughs> I really don't like that. I don't like starting out a stage not having my powers. Kinda, I mean, you go to one area of the level to the next, and you lose every. That's stupid. Uh, it's kind of like Chester, Chester Cheetah, where you couldn't run till you found the shoes. He's already wearing shoes. Give me a break. Um, and I really, really didn't like the running feature of this game. I, I felt like that was kind of... I don't know. It was, it was needed for some areas, but it was just kind of... It just yeah, unintuitive. I didn't like it. So those are my pros and cons. And uh, I'll let you guys talk about yours before we give it the final verdict. Go for it, Rob. All right. Uh, gosh. Um, as far as uh, cons, I'll start, I'll start with cons first. I thought the controls, like, like you said, Nick, were just kind of a little... They weren't horrible, but there, there were, I don't know, there was something about the controls that weren't as tight as, say, you know, Sonic the Hedgehog, as far as, like, you couldn't stop on a dime as quick. Uh, you couldn't land on a dime as, as you know, as, yeah. as accurately as you wanted to. And that kind of detr- distracted me a little bit. I, I noticed that it's, gosh, the first stage with the hippos, you know, trying to jump on them. I missed them two or three times. I'm like, I know <laughs> I'm not this bad. But maybe I am. I don't know. <laughs> but... Um, you know, I, I noticed that. So some minor things with controls. I wasn't crazy about the ending, even though the, there is one funny part of the end. But I was kind of hoping for something more, more of a payoff there, especially because this game's so challenging. Um, but that's about all I could find f- that I could think of for cons. Pros, I love the humor in this game. Um, I love the stage designs. I love the little enemies. I love the quirky subtle things that are in this game as far as the animations, as far as, uh, you know, the um, introductions to each level. Um, I, I love it. I, this, I've never played a game quite like this, so it just seems like a unique game to me. It's, it's not like a rehashed platformer where it's, you know, everything's completely predictable. Although it's not completely, absolutely, totally standout. This is amazing. I've never seen anything like this, but... Um, there's enough unique stuff in this game to make it fresh, and I, I, you know, including gosh, stage four with the the huge tweak in the gameplay uh, at the, for the boss fight. I love yeah. that. That that was a really neat touch to the game, and I think that's a a really really good factor or a really really good feature in this game that a lot of games don't have. Um, so yeah, I'd, I'd say that's my pros and cons there. And I would say for me, I, I kind of wish uh, on the con side, I, I wish the game would have had more ideas like level four of introducing new styles of fighting the boss because every it's almost like every other boss fight is pretty much just to throw something at the boss and run away. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I, I wish it was more like, say, Earthworm Jim 
or like Battletoads where, you know, you had to figure out a new way to defeat each boss. Um, and, you know, each level brought a, a new, unique challenge. I think that's kind of this game. It had a variety in the, the look of the levels, but it did kind of boil down to jump in the right spot, use your dash power up, and, you know, try and land without getting knocked off into a pit. I, I get frustrated with games with a lot of um, unnecessary deaths due to falling into pits or on spikes. <laughs> It's just frustrating, and I know you know Mario and Sonic are both guilty of that, but they have the best level design to go with it, you know. Uh, so they they get a free pass. Um, what I kind of wish this game had more of was uh, more power ups. Mm -hmm. I would like to have seen things like invincibility, um, or you know, power ups that that give Normie you know more unique abilities, maybe appropriate to the time period. Um, I also don't like the jump back, um, you know, that Castlevania-style jump back, just because, like, this game, you can build up some serious momentum, and then you run into an enemy, and he drops you off into the water. And it, it's just aggravating. <laughs> um, I also just... I don't know. I don't like that whole thing I talked about earlier, the, the, the collision problem where I think they could have just fixed it so easily if someone was testing it properly, which is, you know, you run into a wall and you can't jump. Yeah. <laughs> Get to back up. Uh, on, the, on the pro side, I, you know, talking to Keith Robinson, I could tell he had a blast um, making this game. You know, now he didn't actually program it or anything like that, but he did uh, work on it with Dave Warhol, uh and, you know, Dave took it back to his team and they kind of took his ideas and put them into the game. Um, so, and, and here's the interesting thing. I asked Keith and he said he originally wanted to do a text adventure about Normie. And I thought that would have been a cool idea, you know, back in the 80s because he could have been way more descriptive about the character mm -hmm. and it could have fleshed out more of that stuff. But uh, pros about this game, too, you know, I, I like the animations. Um, music is serviceable, so I kind of put that on the pro side. Um, you know, it's not all that memorable, but I really dig that level two track for some reason, uh, <laughs> the England track. And I, and I like the, the humorous touches, you know. Uh, not, not all games succeed at humor, but I think this game really has a lot of charm. And what keeps you coming back to it? Uh, is is just the little things that make you laugh, like the, uh, you know, the Monty Python references, <laughs> uh, the, you know, the little things when you get to a, a, a stage select, and you know, one part you've got a pterodactyl like tearing apart your, <laughs> the, the text you're supposed to be reading, uh, or you know, you get to the the hex stage and. Um, you know, like like I was talking about, where you you run up to the the ice cream, you're like I'm gonna get some ice cream, and it's just like <laughs> closed forever or something like that. So um, you know, this game is definitely charming, and so um, I'm kind of split on this game, and so you'll you'll pretty much figure out where I am on this game and <laughs> uh, in the verdict part. Yeah, you guys definitely kind of feel the same way I do. I was on the fence about this one, guys. I almost gave it a garbage. It's it, it's oh. definitely. It's definitely not a gym. I will say that right now. Definitely not a gym. I was on the fence. Now, when I first played this game about three or four weeks ago, I was ready to throw it out the window say <laughs> it's garbage. But the more I got the hang of it, it wasn't so bad. I, I'm definitely going to hold on to this cart. It's something I, I kind of there's, – there's 
some friends of mine who I'd like to show those Monty Python references to. So it's definitely worthy enough to kind of keep my interest a little bit. So I'm just going to have to go sit on the fence a little bit and say it's good. Just good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd I'd say I'm right there with you. Uh, I, I couldn't call it a gem mm-hmm. just because they, they would have had to have made the gameplay just a little better yeah. um, and maybe flesh out the story just a little more instead of a wall of text and, you know, a little bit of animation. But uh, yeah, I'd say it, it belongs in the good category. Mm-hmm. Not not a gem, but still good enough to come back and play. Right, right. Well, you know, it... <laughs> <sighs> gosh, I don't, know how to, I don't know how to put this yeah, more. Have you flabbergasted? Uh, yeah, yeah, I'll tell you. Okay, this is the dog that bites me in, in, with this show because I have to fight the way I personally feel and what I think the listeners or, you know, my advice for the general listeners would be, you know, as far as, okay, I'm going to say this for me personally. Yes, this is a gem. I love this game. I thought it was so quirky and unique that, you know, I I can't help but want to play it more. It's one of those games. Like the first few times I was kind of like you, Nick, I was like, "Eh, I don't know about this, but the more like the, the further I got, and I got to see kind of differences in the gameplay and everything. I was hooked and I want to play some more and more and more. Um, so for me, it would be a gem because this is a game I will constantly go back to. However, I, I know there's flaws in this game. You know, it's one of those things It's like, it's almost like a movie you watch or something like that. And it's like, I, I can totally understand why a lot of people would hate this movie, but I love it. You know, Hudson you, Hawk <laughs> made, made me think of the movie Hudson Hawk. People absolutely hate that movie <laughs> with, with, uh, Bruce Bruce Willis, but um, I I still like parts of that movie. <laughs> right. Well, that, that for me, it's like the Blair Witch Project. I mean, I love right. that movie, and, and people I I know people that hate that movie. You know, and it's just one of those things. But for the sake of the listeners, I know there's things wrong with this game. You know, whether it be the controls uh, not being quite as refined as they need to be, and you compare it to some other games like we've already mentioned, Earthworm Jim. It's just it's not quite that polished, but. Um, you know, for, for that reason, I'll say that this is just good. Uh, you know, for the sake of the listeners, I'll be objective here. <laughs> it, sometimes it's hard to get on here and, and just trash stuff. I'm, I, it's very rare. I think I'm going to say garbage if it's just you know, like Chester Cheetah. Oh. But um, I mean, a game in my collection that's definitely garbage. I won't reveal what it is. <laughs> but hopefully, we will cover it on a. But, show I mean, soon. I mean, I'm, not, I'm sure you guys feel this way or partly this way but you know games to me are, are someone's hard work and art so it's really hard just to sit here and be like your game sucks blah 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 yeah. <laughs> I, I think we've we've been accused of being too nice to games I've, I've heard that a few times but uh I'm, I'm being as objective and as honest as i can be i am going to play this game again absolutely um but it's not a shining gem in my collection it'll be you know back with the loose cart somewhere where you can't see it but uh <laughs> No, I'm kidding. But yeah, so uh, I think we can just lay the gavel down and say this is just good. Bang. Yeah. Bang. Yeah. That's my gavel sound. Self, self high five. It's like that uh, Law and Order sound, right? Yeah. Dun, dun. <laughs> Remember when Michael Scott did a whole episode of Law and Order? On a... Oh, yeah. Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> oh, well, rough. It was almost as good as his Michael Scarn movie. Michael Scott. Fret level midnight. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> Oh, who's Twiggit? <laughs> Twiggit. <laughs> Golden face. Oh, gosh. <laughs> oh, man. So, uh, hey, guys, guess what? What? We had a challenge thrown down to us <gasps> to play a Uh-oh. game. To play a game. 
by our friend No Swear Gamer, Mr. Phil Anderson. Ooh. And I, I told him, I said, challenge accepted. And I threw a meme of uh, that dude from um, How I Met Your Mother. What's that dude's name? Uh, <laughs> Where he always said, challenge accepted. Oh, yeah. Uh, the funny guy. The, um... yeah, Doogie Howser. Yeah, yeah. Doogie Howser. <laughs> <laughs> I'm all about the memes. So NPH, I... Neil Patrick Harris. Yes, yeah, Neil Patrick Harris. Uh, you know, <laughs> it's going to be legend. Wait for it. Dairy. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so we're going to do that game. We're not going to tell you what it is. We're going to throw down some music now. Shouldn't be hard to guess. It's one of the more popular games out there. Uh, this was actually my turn to pick a game, but I wanted to honor Phil because he's such an awesome guy. We love the No Swear Gamer, support everything he does. He's a big part of the Retro Junkies Network. So, uh, But, you know, Phil, in return, I challenge you to play Chester Cheetah <laughs> <laughs> and tell me you don't like that game. So, <laughs> You know, I actually got a game from uh, from Phil that I hope we do review at some point because it's – Probably one of the worst games on the Genesis. Oh, no. Oh, man, this ought to be good. Yes. Is that the one I skipped over on the Retro Junk Box? <laughs> uh, yes. Yes, it is. Okay. okay. I know <laughs> you exactly, know exactly which one know it is. Exactly what you're talking about. That looked pretty awful. So. so, yeah, we'll throw that music down here. And if you guys know what that is, just shoot us an email, send us a message. And uh, it's just for fun. I don't have any prizes to give away, but uh, to see if you can guess it. You get our respect. That's right. Respect. That's right. The gems. Respect. hard to earn. All right. R-E-S-P-E-C-T. Yeah. Find out what it means to me. If you guys would like to check us out, uh, you can uh, look us up on Facebook at facebook.com slash Genesis Gems Podcast. Uh, go join our group, facebook.com slash group slash Genesis Gems. Email us at Genesis Gems Podcast at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at Gen Gems. Uh, find us on iTunes. Leave us a review. That'd be awesome. And uh, we are on Stitcher. And please go to the retrojunkies.com for a ton of awesome podcasts, videos, articles. There's some great stuff on there. All of it's family friendly. I, I know. A lot of us may slip up sometimes, so if if a podcast here or there might say a curse word, I promise it's nothing bad. It's nothing too bad. You might hear something here and there, but I promise it won't get too too dirty. We we try to make sure that doesn't happen. Yeah, but anyways, every time Nick cusses on the show, I, don't worry, I edit it out. We're good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a swear jar. Every time I swear, I, I send Rob some Genesis games. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's how I got my whole library. <laughs> and I, got an awful, I got an awful mouth. So. <laughs> Oh, um, yeah, you guys, uh, you guys are both on other podcasts. Let's, uh, you know, let's take a few seconds here and talk about uh, our other cast. I know, Aaron, you guys have kicked Retro Obscura back up. I, I listened yeah. to your latest PlayStation episode. It was awesome. Ooh. If you want to oh, talk yeah. about that a little bit. Yeah, glad you liked it. Um, so <laughs> I had like almost a two-month hiatus of uh, releasing an episode of Retro Obscura, but we're back. Uh, I finally edited that episode after like three failed attempts <laughs> and got it out and uh, we had an awesome interview with the author of uh, the game Martian Gothic on the PlayStation yeah. and it was, it was really cool getting to hear an actual British author talk about his game and talk about his other published works. Um, I also want to mention that Keith Robinson interview, I don't have it up on the Retro Obscura website, but um, I will make sure we have links to that episode where... Uh, I have that interview and I talk about uh, Normie's Beach Babel Rama and uh, 
it's a two-parter interview. So I'll just make sure we have uh, links in the show notes to those. Sweet. Awesome. And uh, Rob, you have another podcast called Turtle Flakes. Some real exciting stuff happening over there. Uh, oh. Mr. Mi- Mr. Michelangelo was on your show. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, thank you very much, man. Uh, yeah, uh, I, I do another podcast with uh, my buddy uh, Josh Witt. Um, it's called Turtle Flakes. It's a uh, podcast dedicated to pretty much three different incarnations. Well, uh, all the incarnations of the Ninja Turtles, whether it be the uh, the classic era of the Turtles, the 2003 era of the Turtles, or you know the the modern era, you know the Nickelodeon era. And yeah. you know we cover the toys, we cover the video games, the uh, cartoons, and um, of course the comics. Uh, you know pretty much every era, every, anything we could think of that has anything to do with Ninja Turtles, we try to cover it. Um, and we've had – we were so blessed to have some really, really nice, awesome guests on our show. We've had Pat Fraley before. We've had um, uh, legendary uh, artist um, uh, Jim Lawson. We've had uh, Kevin Eastman on before. And recently we've gotten to have uh, Townsend Coleman on the show. And that was just – I mean it's Michelangelo from the original cartoon. And that was just so much fun. And, and it, just interviewing these people just makes me love the franchise even more because they are genuinely kind people that actually really do respect the franchise and love yeah. it you know and it was just one of the coolest interviews i've ever been a part of and that's our most recent episode so uh yeah check us out we're on facebook uh just facebook.com slash turtle flakes podcast um we have our own website it's uh www.turtleflakes.com and uh we're on podomatic dot uh dot com uh, not sure what our web web address is for that sorry uh but uh we're also <laughs> on itunes but um yeah, and, and then another uh, show I do is with my good buddy Landon. It's it's called the Retro Junkie Super Show. We have, uh, you know, we've been very inconsistent with the show, but we, we love doing it every time we get together to do it. Uh, our last episode was dedicated to Batman for the Nintendo Entertainment System. That was a lot of fun to do. And, uh, you know, all the same information there. We're on iTunes. We're on Facebook. Uh, just just look us up. Um, and uh, we'd love for you to reach out to us. Our, our uh, email address is theretrojunkiesupershow at gmail.com. Uh, we would love to hear from you. That's the show that kind of brought us all together. Oh, well, you're and, very uh, kind yeah. to say that. Yeah, it's good stuff. And I'm I'm on I'm on another show with uh, Michael Kelso. You know, we we are friends, even though we talk <laughs> talk bad about him. But uh, it's all about Metroidvania games called Metroidvania Mayhem. So we're we're on our it's, we're trying to do a monthly show. We're on about episode four, getting ready to cover Steam World Dig, which is a pretty cool game. I mm. uh, won't won't you know give that verdict now, but uh, it's a downloadable game. But uh, yeah, we've we've covered Super Metroid and. Uh, Dust and uh, Castlevania Circle of the Moon, so it's it's been a pretty good time. It's definitely one of my favorite genres of all time. I've never been able to talk about it on a podcast, and Michael felt the same way, so we kind of just started our own podcast from it. But uh, every one of these podcasts we talked about: Retro Obscura, Turtle Flakes, Retro Junkie Super Show, Metroid Van Mayhem. They're all on the RetroJunkies.com website. So if you guys just want a quick link to go out there and check them all out, go to that, click the podcast link at the top of the page, and you will find those cool podcasts. So, mm-hmm. We live there. Yeah, we do live there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, definitely awesome stuff. Um, you know, and just just I, I'm just honored to be doing a show with both of you guys. It's it's, it's been awesome. I know you guys both were podcasting before I even thought about it. So uh, it's <laughs> it's really it's, oh, it's, 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 just, it's great uh, being with both of you guys too. So. Yeah, I agree. I've, I believe it or not, I like both of you. It's <laughs> <laughs> news oh. to me. I love it. I love it. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, we can get sappy all we want, but we should probably close the show, right? Yeah, yeah. All right, all right man hugs. All right. <laughs> man, uh, <laughs> all three. <laughs> one, two, three. Five. <laughs>
We need to meet Aaron though. I've met Rob a few times, and uh, we Aaron, yeah, I Aaron, almost met we you, man. almost did. Almost. He was like, "I'm in Columbus. Like, that's two hours from where I live." And then my sister is like, "We gotta go home." <laughs> it was because he said, "I'm right above you. I'm in Pennsylvania," and I'm like, "Which way are you going?" Because I, I, I literally live. I can look out my door and I can see Ohio. So I live at the very top end of. Uh, the uh, or the most western end of uh, West Virginia. So when he was coming through Ohio, I'm like, oh, oh I could have met Aaron. But uh, we're gonna have to do that one of these days. Have a big retro junkies get together. I would love oh, yeah. to do something like to get everybody together, or at least you know most of us if we can. Oh, that'd be amazing. Yeah, it'd be it'd be kind of cool. I mean, I, I don't want to do like a booth or something, but like go no, to one of those no. com- comic cons and maybe hand out some some you know some advertisements of our junk and kind of just tweet the word out hey all the retro junkies here and just hang out with some guys yeah It'd be yeah fun. do something like that or at least just have like a game night yeah so like i'm going to one of those uh it's called fandom fest in uh, lexington kentucky i believe in oh. august um and i'm gonna send out a big message to anyone around that area i may just kind of <laughs> say hi if anyone's lis- listeners of the retro junkies or anything we do i'd like to, i'd like to I'll, it's just neat to listen meet up with listeners who actually listen to the show so yeah i know uh one of our listeners, Matt Daly, he actually came in. Uh, he was in an area that I live in at a retro sh- uh, convention. I didn't get to go to, so maybe next year if he comes up to that, I'll have to go shake that guy's hand because he's been a big supporter of this mm-hmm. show. So. But anyways, sorry guys, I went on a big rant there. So you guys have anything else before we close this thing? Uh, no, I'm good. Yeah, we're good. <laughs> all right. Well, then with that, we'll catch you all later. Catch you later. Later, guys.